48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Priscilla Ng. The headlines. The head of the Public Doctors Association accuses the hospital authority of sparking tension by conducting a sweeping probe into a strike by medical workers last February. Tourism sector representatives welcomed the government's proposed travel bubble with Singapore, but said social distancing measures must be lifted to help travel agents. And the Chinese ambassador to Canada warned Ottawa not to grant asylum to Hong Kong residents fleeing the national security law, saying that would amount to interference in China's internal affairs. The head of Hong Kong's Public Doctors Association, Arsina Ma, has condemned the hospital authority for the way it is handling a probe into a strike by medical workers last February, saying it is indiscriminately chasing after members of staff and sparking tensions. Thousands of doctors, nurses and other hospital workers went on strike for five days to demand a complete closure of Hong Kong's border with the mainland after the coronavirus crisis erupted in Wuhan earlier this year. The authority is now seeking an explanation from workers who joined the industrial action as to why they were absent from duty. But Ms. Ma said management are chasing almost all members of staff in the radiology department at Princess Margaret Hospital, including those who recently joined. She called the move inappropriate, saying a check of computer logs would reveal who was working and who wasn't. Four associate consultants and residents in that department received the letter, which includes uh, those newly joined the department in this July. They also include some doctors who have already left that department, uh, but who uh, were working in that department in February. Besides upsetting individual doctors, it may also cause some tension between uh, among colleagues. But definitely, this let- one of the aim of that letter is try to uh, create uh, this cooling effect. Representatives of the local travel agency. Local tourism sectors say they welcome the government's proposed travel bubble with Singapore, but are worried it will only benefit a small number of people. Speaking on an RTHK program, travel sector lawmaker UC Wing said he believes the plan will be attractive for those who need to visit Singapore for business and family. But he urged the government to relax the social distancing measure of no more than four people because under current rules, it is simply impossible for travel agencies to organize packaged tours to the Lion City. Singapore-based aviation analyst Brandon Sobey, meanwhile, called the plan a step in the right direction. Hong Kong and Singapore are, are like-minded, similar in terms of air traffic profile, and of course similar in that both don't have a domestic market. So basically, this gives the first option for both Hong Kong and Singapore residents because there is no domestic market for either. So it's a huge thing. There'll be a huge pent-up demand. That's why it could lead to significant number of flights, even potentially beyond what we had between Singapore and Hong Kong before COVID, if it's allowed, if that kind of volume is allowed. The Civil Aviation Department has confirmed it told a civilian flight from Taiwan about a situation in Hong Kong's airspace, leading the plane to abort its journey. A spokeswoman did not did not elaborate, but said the government charter flight bound for Pratis Islands must maintain a minimum safe altitude. Taiwan authorities said Hong Kong air traffic controllers told the captain there were dangerous activities taking place below 26,000 feet, so he couldn't enter the SAR's flight information region. Taipei complained there was no prior warning, but Hong Kong aviation authorities said they acted according to established procedures. 
Pro-Beijing lawmakers have secured the chairmanship of almost all LegCo panels, enabling them to take control of meetings for the rest of the legislature's extended term. That's despite efforts by the pro-democracy camp to prolong the voting process. Pro-government lawmaker Junius Ho says there is little that the pandemics could do to delay proceedings when LegCo vets more controversial items in the coming months. They are just peanuts. What they could achieve is just to play the monkey tricks and then to try to catch the eyeballs of the Hong Kong people. But in substance, they could not really delay that that long. We could always manage to get rid of the filibuster. You know, I would try my level best to prevent their stupid acts to affect the general interest in Hong Kong. If they should continue to do something like that, the ramification and the backfire would be upwind themselves rather than the general public in Hong Kong. The Urban Renewal Authority is launching a 10-year redevelopment project in Mong Kok that it says will make the area more livable. Lawrence Mack, the general manager for planning and design, says the 2,800-square-meter site on Fizzle and Shantung streets will cater for 300 flats while reserving areas for community and commercial use. Mr. Mack says it will improve access to a garden in Fizzle Street. The Street Hill Street Rest Garden is surrounded by a lot of buildings. By opening up the garden towards the corner of Shantung Street and Fisher Street, uh, we think we could greatly improve the environment. And of course, there are other issues about the existing buildings. Of course, some are relatively poor building condition. So uh, these are some of the considerations. China's ambassador to Canada has warned the Trudeau government against granting asylum to Hong Kong residents fleeing the national security law. In a video press conference, Ambassador Tsong Pei Wu strongly urged Ottawa not to grant refuge to what he called those violent criminals in Hong Kong. Mike Weeks reports. Ambassador Chong said granting political asylum to people from Hong Kong would amount to interference in China's domestic affairs. He said if Canada really cared about the stability and the prosperity of Hong Kong and about the good health and safety of those 300,000 Canadian passport holders in Hong Kong and the large number of Canadian companies operating here, it should support the effort to fight what he described as violent crime. The head of Alliance Canada Hong Kong described his warning as a direct threat to all Canadians. Beijing's envoy also flatly rejected Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's assertion that China is engaging in coercive diplomacy by imprisoning two Canadian men in retaliation for the arrest of the daughter of the founder of Huawei on an American extradition warrant. Meng Wanzhou, the telecom giant's chief financial officer, is under house arrest in Vancouver while her case wends through a British Columbia court. Ambassador Chong repeated his government's demand that Canada release Ms. Meng immediately, but insisted her case and his government's prosecution of the two Canadians are not linked. Mike Weeks reporting. The Democratic U.S. presidential candidate Joe Biden has again criticized President Trump's handling of coronavirus, accusing him of panicking when confronted by the scale of the pandemic. Mr. Biden was speaking at a town hall campaign meeting at Philadelphia. Take a look. We make up 4% of the world's population. We have 20% of the world's deaths. We're in a situation where we have 210 plus thousand people dead. And what's he doing? Nothing. He's still not wearing masks and so on. But at a simultaneous event in Miami, Mr. Trump rejected criticism of his handling of the disease. 
I put on a travel ban far earlier than the scientists. I was actually the only one that wanted to put it on, and I did it. I knew it was a big threat. At the same time, I don't want to panic this country. I don't want to go out and say, everybody's going to die. Everybody's Isn't going to die. Isn't there a middle ground? You don't no, have to mislead, but you can. No, 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 there's not a middle ground. You have to be safe, you have to be vigilant, and you have to be smart. The two candidates also took questions on tax, the economy and honesty in events that have replaced the cancelled presidential debate. Republican senators in the U.S. say they intend to grow the chief executive of Twitter, Jack Dorsey, over the platform's decision to block a news report critical of Joe Biden. On Wednesday, Twitter prevented people from posting links to a New York Post article which contained screenshots of emails to and from Mr. Biden's son, Hunter, as well as photos of him. Speaking to reporters, Republican Senator Ted Cruz said this amounted to interference leading up to November's presidential election. Twitter is actively blocking right now this instance stories from the New York Post alleging corruption and the Biden family receiving millions of dollars from communist China. This is election interference and we are 19 days out from an election. It has no precedent in the history of democracy. New data shows rising rates of chronic disease around the world have worsened the coronavirus pandemic. The Global Burden of Disease study charts the growing prevalence of chronic health conditions like diabetes and heart disease. Here's the BBC's Naomi Grimley. This report does not make good reading for a world in the grip of a serious virus, with obesity, diabetes and cardiovascular disease all adding to our risk factors if we contract COVID-19. The authors warned that low- and middle-income countries are not well-equipped to address the growing disease burden caused by non-communicable diseases. In Uzbekistan, for example, diabetes has gone from being the 21st highest cause of death to the fifth highest over the last 30 years. The researchers are also worried that improvements in health have started to stagnate in most higher income countries and have even reversed in the USA where obesity levels are high. France has seen a steep rise in coronavirus infections, registering more than 30,000 cases in a day for the first time. The country is bringing in tougher restrictions, including a curfew in nine cities from tomorrow. Brazil's president, Jair Bolsonaro, has sacked a close ally in the Senate who was reportedly caught in a police raid with money hidden between his buttocks. Local media said the police had been investigating the involvement of the senator in the misuse of COVID-19 response funds. Here's the BBC's Candace Piet. The raid on the House of Senator Chico Rodriguez has proved to be a severe embarrassment for President Jair Bolsonaro. He campaigned heavily during the last elections on ending corruption. Mr Rodriguez is a close ally, one of the leaders representing the president's administration in the Senate. Several Brazilian media outlets say officers found thousands of dollars in cash during the raid. Mr Rodriguez has denied wrongdoing. And a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 24,356, 197 points up the previous close. Turnover stands at $62.6 billion. Currencies and the U.S. dollar was trading at 105.23 yen. The euro was standing at 1 U.S. dollar and 17 cents. And the pound was worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 99 cents. Now to sports, here's Atom Jung. 
The basketball executive whose tweet last year in support of Hong Kong's pro-democracy protests led to a rift between China and the NBA has stepped down. Daryl Morey has left his job as general manager of the Houston Rockets. News of the 48-year-old's departure was confirmed by the club a few hours ago. In October 2019, when the Rockets were playing preseason games in Tokyo, Mori tweeted an image that said, Fight for freedom, stand with Hong Kong, a reference to last year's pro-democracy demonstrations. The tweet caused China to suspend sponsorship deals with the NBA and to block games from being aired on Chinese television for a year. The NBA suffered a financial loss of 400 million U.S. dollars. In baseball, the Atlanta Braves are one win away from reaching the World Series while the Tampa Bay Rays failed to clinch for a second straight game. The Braves used a modest six-run sixth inning to pull away from the LA Dodgers winning 10-2. The Dodgers produced just three hits after a 15-run explosion the night before. The Braves now lead the National League Championship Series three games to one. In the American League, a walk-off home run by Carlos Correa in the bottom of the ninth saw the Houston Astros win their second straight elimination game. They beat the race 4-3 to force Game 6. In football, the Arsenal manager Mikel Arteta says he hopes Kieran Tierney will be available to face Manchester City tomorrow in the English Premier League. The defender has been isolating in Scotland after a coronavirus scare while on international duty. Arteta says clubs lose control over COVID safety during the international window. I think we can still make things are a little bit better for the future and hopefully minimize some of the errors that probably have been done, clarify certain rules, certain protocols, try to unify them to give ourselves the best possible chance uh, to protect our players and protect the clubs as well. The other big game tomorrow has the champions Liverpool facing Everton in the Merseyside Derby at Goodison Park. World Cup holders South Africa have pulled out of the Rugby Championship in Australia, throwing the Southern Hemisphere tournament into disarray. The Springboks, who haven't played since winning the World Cup in Japan last year, cited pandemic travel restrictions, player welfare and safety concerns for their withdrawal. The tournament, which starts on October 31st, will be reduced from 12 games to 6, involving only Australia, New Zealand and Argentina. The South African Rugby Union are set to lose 18 million US dollars by not taking part. And that's your look at sports. Thank you. And to end the news, the top stories once again. The head of the Public Doctors Association accuses the hospital authority of conducting a sweeping probe into a strike by medical workers last February. Tourism sector representatives welcomed the government's proposed travel bubble with Singapore, but said more needs to be done to help travel agents. That's the news from RTHK.
Whatever the dilemma, we carry out our duties with fairness and commitment. Even when it seems impossible to find a clue, we'll keep searching until we do. We are the Hong Kong Police Force. With your support, we will uphold law and order with courage and determination. Let's work together to fight crime and safeguard our city. To report crime, call the police hotline 2527-7177.